Step into a world shrouded in ash and darkness, where legends come to life and ancient powers linger. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Forbidden Lands. Join us as we set sail on longships and explore the unknown, braving untold danger and discovering hidden treasure that lies beneath ash and snow. It is the sixth day of Andal, the week of Anik, the goddess of society, poetry, and passion. Today is the final light before Gwenot, the week of darkness. Gwenot is Gwenael's week, and she is a trickster goddess. She conspired to frame her sister Brita so that Brita would be executed by their father. Gwenael's scheme was discovered, but only after Brita's death. And for this crime, Gwenael was exiled by her family, leaving the week of Gwenot permanently shrouded in darkness. We're opening in the dim light of morning. You've all gotten a quarter day of rest, fully healed. The rains, the storm that has been plaguing you for the past couple days has finally subsided, and a deep fog has rolled in. After your clash with the guards last night, uh, a strange sort of silence has fallen across the whaling camp. Most of the sailors have left to different tents or structures, and all you can hear is just the waves lapping against the ground. With nothing much but time on your hands, Mirren, your thoughts begin to wander. Maybe to a happy memory or a bad memory. But what is a memory that you would wish you could live without? A memory that you wish to forget? Wish to forget. Hmm, that's tempting for Mirren. Mirren is is pretty young, um, but she has hunted and lived off the land for many years now. Uh, sort of through trials and tribulations, she's lost her friends, survived in the wild with tiny forest animals until she was captured one dark night by wolfkin to make into a stew. And while she appreciates the circle of life, she was still thankful to be pulled from that cage by those she now calls pack to live. There are many bad memories from these times of hungry nights and lifeless eyes when it gets too dark and cold. But none of these are memories to forget for Mirren. Instead, she would go back further to a burning hearth, loving parents and grandparents, making new stories together, warmth and kindness guiding her hands as she learns the bow from people whose faces are finally starting to fade small glass vials of fire to throw at anyone who would try to encroach on the land protected by hobbits, loud feasts of whatever food the town can share with each other, and wild dances, working together to dig large pit traps full of sharp wood for the reavers and fish snares for everyone's dinners that night. These she would forget to better protect all those she loves and left in Or's Rest, to finally banish this longing to return home. That is what she wishes to forget. As you struggle with these thoughts, uh, plagued by memories that are bittersweet, you are pulled to your senses as the ground beneath you is beginning to shake. There's a soft tremor 
pulling through. All four of you feel this. And you have all basically woken up or been pulled awake by the shaking. And after a few moments, you hear the crunching of hooves in the ash and snow outside. You hear a few soft shouts. Uh, it sounds like sailors uh, calling to see who's there. What do you want to do? Are they calling to where we're staying? I'm sorry. No, they're calling out to the fog. Okay, okay. Should we sneak around, make sure they don't quite see us, but we can maybe see them? Yeah, that's what Basha was thinking. We should probably get out of the shelter and move into the fog so that we've at least got space to maneuver if they're coming for us and then try to try to figure out who it is with so Gunk's night vision. Sorry? Do some eavesdropping. Yeah, I think we're eavesdropping and sneaking away or staying out of sight. Yeah. I want a group stealth check you guys can decide who rolls it and you'll get a plus two because this fog is so thick um i'm okay but not great i got a total of three that's it your agility which is five for me yeah i'm i'm at four because i'm down from all right so mirin give us a stealth plus two okay stealth plus two That is one success. If I were to push it, I've also rolled three ones. So I don't think it's smart, but I could. <laughs> we'll keep it at one success. All right. One success is still enough. Uh, the group fades into the mist. Probably not as secure as you would like to be. You still make a few sounds here and there. But it's mostly muffled by the waves coming in, the sound of the hooves. Uh, and the sailors yelling. You find a bit of concealment behind a whalebone uh, shelter. Uh, not the one you were in, but a different one. Uh, and you start looking, seeing what you can throughout the mist. And the hooves get louder and louder. And the horses are obviously running very fast. But in moments like this, it feels like they're not moving that fast as all at all you're hyper focused on each second the tension from the fight last night uh never fully released there's still adrenaline however finally the horses and the riders arrive it starts as silhouettes coming out of the fog at least 20 no 30 40 riders coming through. At their lead, you make out the Del Air Bryn Mawr. It looks as if he has quite a contingent of guards, and they are riding very close to the whaling camp. And yet they turn unexpectedly. After they've gotten very close, they seem to be following the coastline. No one splits off. It doesn't seem as if they're coming for you at all. And they continue riding extremely fast. And this is still very early in the day, just the beginning of light. So whatever happened, they 
saw fit to have their horses saddled up in the darkness and then make a very early uh, escape, flight, run, assault. Their motives, you can only guess at. But you hear a man call out after them. Wait! Delaire! Where's my money? What do you guys want to do? Do we recognize the voice? Bacho, there's another one for you to kill. I would give you an insight check for that. It's not something you're immediately familiar with, but if you roll well, possibly. Okay. So I've got uh, five in wits and a two in insight. Uh, one success. Is this a situation where pushing it would... No, uh, okay. You're good. Um, one success. It takes you a moment. He continues yelling. Obviously futile. There's no way the Delaire can hear them anymore, especially over the sound of the hooves. You recognize it as a traitor that you met several days ago. Uh, outside the town of Rochdale, you were going to hire out uh, for a ride on a ship. And you eventually decided you didn't want to pay the money and you traveled through the forest, but you recognize the voice. Uh, this is Octa of the Seabeard. It's not supposed to be here. Well, uh, Mirren will kind of turn. Do we, do we want to try and chase him down? We have two horses. We could maybe follow and find out go back to the city or he's not watching the boat right now. Where, where is Octa? He's not chasing after the horse. He's not, he's not on horseback. Is he? He's not on horseback. He was in the whaling camp. Uh, you didn't ever see him while you were in the whaling camp, but you did know that there was a ship anchored out in the water, uh, with several people on it. Uh, it's possible that he, uh, disembarked, uh, through a, uh, ferried by a dinghy. However, uh, he is not on horseback, and he is probably 30, 40 feet from you, up just past uh, the line of sight where you can clearly make him out, but you can hear him clearly through the fog as well. Uh, two questions. So does do they do they turn around towards uh, once one Zocta yells out? And the direction that they're going, I know you said they're along the coast, are they going towards where the ship is kind of out, you know, out in the water and anchored? Are they going towards the orchard? Like, is, is yeah, there somewhere? Yeah. They do not turn around. Uh, the sound of the hooves uh, gets softer and softer. Eventually, the ground is not shaking quite so much. They are going away from where the ship would be. They seem to be going a northwestern direction, uh, almost similar to the route that you took to get to Terran but a bit further north. It looks like they're either going to follow the coast uh, into the uh, frozen plains to the north, or they're going to go through the dark forest uh, to the west. What about Ekfelin? Um, Is that in that direction? That would be south. It does okay. not seem that they're going that direction. If they we're going that direction, it would be some sort of fate. They would be going the completely opposite direction and then turning around. 
just curious. Are, <sighs> are they not chasing us? We only and, killed humans. <clears throat> that's true. They're not worth much. Perhaps we should talk to that traitor we met and see what he knows. Mm. It was interesting that the Delaire was not in his house when we went to speak with him, and we find him out here running. He is taking Wars. a significant amount of force with him as well. Yes. Should mm. we... Very tempting to ride after him and find out where he's going. Mm. It would simply end in a battle we can't win. True. But perhaps this traitor will know where he's going since he obviously was looking for payment for information given. Right. Well, he sounded like he... Yeah, let's speak with him. It sounded like he was expecting the Dolaire to come to him, not go past Mm -hmm. him. Well, we are not going to get answers uh, philosophizing together. We should go uh, speak with this man. Mm. Yes. As you approach him, uh, it becomes a little bit easier to distinguish his features. Uh, He can pierce through the fog a little bit better. You see that he has a friendly enough face, it seems like he definitely has to charm his way through a lot of situations. And he's got that sort of like customer service smile. Uh, he's got some deep lines in his face as well as if he's spent a lot of time outside. No one ever really gets tan uh, in the Savage Seas, but it's possible to get a sunburn if you spend a lot of time on the water as the light reflects off, uh, even on cloudy days. He is looking after the horses for a long moment. And then he just kind of throws his head back with a sigh uh, and begins to turn around. What are you guys doing? Oh, sir. Oh. Uh, oh. I've met you all before, haven't I? Hmm. Yeah, mm. it's been a bit. Are you? Were you the ship hired to sail to... Uh, the mountain and in the darkness? Uh, yeah, the Del Air hired me to carry a package. Well, he was supposed to hire me to carry a package, but I'm here with no money and he's riding away. He was supposed to meet me here at first light. And anyways, I don't know why I'm telling you all my problems. Uh, Scrailing, I like that hat, crown. What is that, Driftwood? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I was walking along the coast here, killing time. Thought I'd make something, you know, to bring out my eyes. It's a nice aesthetic. I like that. Are are you a sailor? Driftwood? You spend a lot of time on the water? Uh, I have spent time on the water, yes. Indeed, I would not call myself uh, a professional, but I can carry my own, I think. Oh, well. Always have good need for scralings on the water. Not many of them seem to do that, but it really helps having the night vision. Uh, if you oh. ever want work, let me know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have much money right now. I just invested it all. 
Again, I'm telling you all my problems. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it is fine. It you... is fine. You seem very distraught. Uh, what what has happened? I... Well, he hired me to go to Oracoa during Gwena. I know it sounds crazy. It obviously is crazy, but he promised my weight in silver. Uh, it'd be enough I could retire on. Um, I, It was just too much. I couldn't say no. Uh, the problem is... He's obviously not giving me my silver right now. And I have invested all of my money in wools and textiles, which are worthless here. Highly valuable in Orokoa, but why would I go there now? Uh, I'm never going to financially recover from this. Well, you you have the, the textiles, you have the goods. There's, it seems you have a very good reason to go to Orokoa. To recoup your investment, yes. But it would be suicidal to go in the darkness now. Well. And he looks over, so Gunkel will get over everybody else, like getting their measure. Is this the type of thing we want over? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's do it. Zaldrin would have been kind of looking for the Mm -hmm. same because she was going to kind of share. Mm-hmm. as well and so kind of seeing Gunk sort of looking around and she's looking around and Zaldrin will kind of speak up and say so uh, it is actually not so surprising uh, that he hired you to go uh, to Orokoa during Gwenaan. Um he also made the same offer to me as well to go though uh, it was in exchange for not killing me for not a particularly good reason so I'm glad to see that someone was actually going to make out financially from that uh, but uh also had the same plan. In exchange for not killing you? I'm glad he didn't offer me that I, that deal. Well, yes. I, I'm so, sorry. Um, I, I didn't mean any offense. I uh, it's uh, That's horrible. Oh, no. And I, I, I didn't mean to, to downplay the uh, clear expense that you went through. Um, just to say that, yes, uh, he did have a plan as of yesterday to collect some of us together here to then take a package or a person, to Orokoa. Why? Why do you think he would ride off like that? It's the worst time to be traveling right now. He seemed like yeah. he was in quite a rush. They had no luggage. Do you see that? Big army, too. Do you think, you think he chose to go to Orokoa on his own? Indeed. They want something that we have, and since we refuse to give it up, I think he is trying to beat us to Orokoa. He wants something you have? Mm. He thinks yes. we have. He wants exactly. something he thinks we have. Thinks you have. Oh, okay. That thinks makes sense. Have. He also thought I tried to injure his child, and I didn't. That's the threat of murder. So misunderstandings all around. But if we oh. beat him to Orakoa, perhaps we can force him to pay you. As he promised and ransom benefits for ourselves as well, or just spite him because the dad bastard knife here deserves to suffer for threatening the pack. The pack? Did you, uh, that's us. We're the pack. That's our names. We're, we're the, we're, yes. Oh, that's interesting. I, I knew adventurers like to name themselves the pack. Okay. Yeah. Mm, we are a pack. We are not the pack. Capital oh, T, uh, capital P, I think both work 
I, mm. I meant no offense. I'm sorry. Um, not ransom, you are fine. Ransom is a little bit much for me. I'm not really. I'm a sailor. Um, obviously, well, if we could get him to keep his word, I would appreciate that. Uh, how would we do that if we went to Orakoa? Well, no. you would at least be able to, as Gunk said, recoup your losses. You've got all the materials. We're fighters. We can help. Well, fighters that definitely need them during Gwena. Um, you said uh, scraping on the water, dark vision. I can't necessarily pay you in coin now. I could pay on arrival. I, a percentage, yeah. perhaps. Alone? I can't wait until Gwena's over. Uh, if I can't pay the sailors, then they're just going to leave and find work somewhere else or just drink themselves away. I'll lose my whole crew. And it sounds like you need us and we need you. You said you have experience sailing? Of course, yes. Give me a manipulation. Uh, Any one of you plus one. (laughs) Uh, My manipulation is currently six. Oh, gosh. Manipulate away. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Let's see here. Mine's a solid two. Yeah. I've started putting (laughs) more into it because I realized I was the only one. (laughs) That would be three successes. Wow. You know, we're benefiting each other if we work together and we're okay waiting for payment till you have money again. We're, uh, We're not so in need right now and uh you know maybe in long term we can come to a different agreement uh if it works out why not do it again somewhere else um it's a good point if you're willing to take the risk it's not going to be an easy sale but having a scrailing would definitely increase our chances i was planning on going just by memory, I, I sail these waters quite a bit, but there's a lot of ice flows and hidden dangers that, yeah. It, Did you, can you, leave do you receive the package or is it like he was supposed to drop off the package? I'm not sure what the package was. Hmm. He told me that he'd be paying me today mm-hmm. and that... I would be delivering something. And just to correct, I I heard that it was a person, right? I was bringing a person to Orokoa? You heard that you were delivering a message. I don't believe he specifically said a person. Okay. Yeah, I thought there was somebody that we were supposed to, like, bring with us. Escort with us? Yeah. Octo was who you were supposed to escort. uh, the, The shipmaster. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, this guy. No, yeah, no. That would be confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I must say, we don't necessarily, I, I don't know what your opinion of the man is, but at this point, we don't necessarily think too kindly of uh, Mr. Uh, Delaire there. Um, and he was the one that kind of put us together. But uh, it does seem like you are someone that we... Uh, wouldn't necessarily want to see uh, put out by all of this. And uh, in our 
last couple of days in that town, uh, good people that we want to help have been few and far between. Well, I, it's greatly appreciated. I, I won't necessarily be able to retire after this, but if we make it, I'll, I'll have a decent payment at least. Right. The tide goes out, uh, this evening. I, I'd like to leave with it. If you all are ready by then, mm. you're welcome. I think we're in agreement and Mirren will look at the everybody else. I, we need to see if we can find Woford, figure out if he's staying or if he's coming with the pack. All right. So the deal has been struck. What do you guys want to do with uh, the rest of your quarter day morning here? It's only been a few minutes. You have the entire quarter day right now. Uh, do you want to go look for Wolford? Do you want to spend some downtime training? There we go. The nodding yes. <laughs> let's train. <laughs> we don't know if it's yes. ever going to happen again, so let's train. <laughs> that is good. All right. So who wants to get started? What are we training? Mirren would like to actually go back to the Undercity. I know we're going to kind of look for Wolford as well, but... Um, if she can pick up some cooking skills from the uh, innkeeper <clears throat> by helping there. Yeah. Uh, Beery, and maybe some I gossip believe. and see if the why the uh, Janair had left early might be being spoken about. Yeah. Um, you make your way back to Terran. It takes a good amount of time to get back there, especially in the fog. Fortunately, there's uh, well-worn paths from scrailing sleds and now an uh, entire herd of horses uh, running through. You're able to follow that back, and you make your way to one of the gates. The guards outside the gates don't seem to have any problem with you. It doesn't seem like you are wanted or recognized. Uh, Just a little halfling. Before we get too deep into this, would anyone else be going to Terran with her? My nope. uh, my magic training comes from the tablets, right? I can, yes. Okay, then now I would stay in the whaling. Okay, Bacha would stay down here in the whaling station too to to practice and and work on some things that he thinks he needs to focus on. So and to keep an eye on Gunk, he's not leaving his fur brother behind. Zaldrin. Uh Zaldrin's not looking to go back <laughs> like as much as like Mirren solo doesn't seem like a good idea. Zaldrin going back in also doesn't seem like a good idea. So uh, safe travels, my small Thanks, friend. Thanks, Zaldrin. Try not to beat up any children again. <laughs> Make sure you find Wolford and bring him back. Aye, aye, Captain. Here, go. Right. Here's the three tablets I have in my bag. Thank you. Yeah, I've been carrying this around. They're super heavy, too. <laughs> All right. You don't have any problems with the guard. Uh, he doesn't seem to recognize you. He's not looking out for any halflings. Uh, you make your way as best as you can remember uh, back to the all-seeing tater. It's underground. It's a winding path uh, as uh, tunnels have been opened up or... Uh, you have to go through certain buildings that are long hallways underground to come out to a different street. And then uh, it's very circuitous. 
eventually you make your way to the all-seeing tater and you walk in to find that it has been ransacked it most of the tables and chairs are in decent enough condition they were shoved out of the way but the shelves behind uh the bar uh have everything on them's been uh pulled down the door uh, to the back rooms has been broken in and you see Della sweeping up uh, some shards of pottery uh, looks like from a broken mug. Della, did the Donaire do all this to you? Oh, Mirren. Uh, it has to city guard came in and demanded that they could search my tavern. They wouldn't say what for. They wouldn't let me tell them I don't have anything. They they just came in and they, they ruined everything. Uh, what ass hats? This, this has to be from that. Yesterday, last night. Yeah. Why else would I, they do this? You can't keep quiet about the parasites. They, they're they trying to probably sacrifice all the humans down here by not talking about it. And we saw them going through the, the whalebone town um, by horseback this morning. So they've abandoned you guys with the army to the parasites. Uh, well, the How's, how would you be able to lock down the Undercity to protect yourselves? Uh, the city guard controls that. I, I wouldn't be able to do anything like that. Uh, Della, you're... Look at this. Look at this. What can I do? They, they ruined my tavern. You can show people down here. If you show them, they know you. You are their neighbor. You... You are important to them. You might not think it yourself, but you're important to them. You are a center of information. This is why I keep trying to, to, I know it's dangerous and I am sorry, but you're way more important than you think. And you got to show the people what, what everybody else is doing. You can block it on your side. Make sure they can't come in to you. Close the doors so the parasites can't enter. Leave the upper city to fend for themselves because they have taken the army. Give me a manipulation. Sure. It was a good argument, so take plus one. Ah, thank you. I will. Um is uh, can i uh can i throw in a little uh anarchy from the chat as well absolutely yes we do if have we some things much appreciated uh that is two sixes and i'm going to push because i didn't actually roll any ones uh that is still two sixes uh and now i have a one so i'm taking one point of emote damage Two sixes isn't enough. You can see that her spirits lift a little bit. She's still upset. She's still frazzled. But there's a bit of inner resolve that you've steeled up. I suppose you're right. I 
They clearly don't care about you. You are going to have to take it and 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 show people what they're doing so you can stop it. Burn they the had no place. right to do this to my tavern. They didn't. You have had a hard life. You've just lost your mom, which is terrible. Family is so important. And now they did this to your home. They just came in here and didn't even give you a reason. You're right. I, I'll talk to Tostig and a few other business owners here in under Terran. Uh, I'll see what we can come up with. This this isn't right. They, they have no right. No, they didn't. Do you want a dagger? Uh, no, we we have knives in the kitchen. Okay. Thank you, though. Why, why would I want to? Okay. Um, Mirren, I wanted to talk to you about something else, and this is a little delicate. That shadow on your shoulder seems to have grown. Oh, don't look at it. I don't. It's hard not to, dear. It's better not to look at it, though. <laughs> I can keep running. We're going to run uh, soon. Um, unfortunately, we can't stay here because of the knife ears ourselves. Um, so we're 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 gonna go further, uh, and and I can I can I can run away. I don't think that's something you can outrun. I can't help you, but you should definitely try to find someone who can. Uh, yeah, Isla is old, and I feel her, but I just, you don't look around. It'll be okay. I'll, I'm really fast, I promise. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to bring it up. I'm concerned, and you're offering me support, so I, I want to see you well. Um, I'm going to keep cleaning. Uh, Birik is in the back trying to get some sort of stew going, maybe we'll be able to at least offer lunch. Maybe I can help and he can show me how to, how to make stew. I, I'm, um, I can peel potatoes, but that's about it right now. But maybe if he teaches me a little bit. Sure. I suppose. I don't see why not. Mm. Mirren, you, uh, go back and you, uh, talk with Beric. He's met you before. You're friendly enough. And he puts you to work, peeling potatoes. Uh, so many potatoes. Uh, incredible amount of potatoes. They're going to be mashed up for ale. They're going to be mashed up for mashed potatoes. They're going to be boiled. Uh, they're going to be turned into a stew. So you have plenty of work ahead of you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, who's next? Bacho would be working with his long sword out in the whaling camp trying to master the more intricate details of the Path of the Blade. So I'm just spending the XP to get the second level of Path of the Blade, which is the one of the warrior's talents. But while he's doing it, he's reflecting on, on his recent failures to threaten and intimidate people. And he's starting to remember when he was a young cub how the older, larger wolfkin... Um, would use their their strength and their their rage to inspire that fear, and he's beginning to think that maybe you know he's he's been approaching intimidation in slightly too civilized of a manner. So he starts practicing, you know, just 
while he's working through his katas, um, visualizing, you know, those confrontations he's had recently where he's tried to manipulate and intimidate somebody and how he could have done it better. So what I'm trying to do is make a, two wits checks, one to get level one of threatened and one to pick up level one of sharp tongue because they kind of work hand in hand with insulting and threatening people. Uh, as you're working on your katas uh, and reflecting, you begin to draw a little bit of a crowd. Uh, it, it's very foggy, so it, it's not like a lot of people can see you, but there's some foot traffic coming through. Uh, lots of sailors uh, doing final preparations, tearing down the last of the, the whalebone tents. And sailors tend to be very broad-shouldered and muscular. They're pulling oars day after day after day. Uh, it builds a lot of muscle. One especially tall sailor comes up and <laughs> you call that fighting? You want to fight, you better use a harpoon. Mm. I've seen the harpoon work to effect... That is true. It is a good weapon. But I have no experience with it. Why don't you show me what you got? Hand me a harpoon and I will give it to my best cast. No, no, no. Show me what you have with the sword. Against you? I'm tougher than I look. So be it. All right, I would like a melee check, and this will be contested here. Mm -hmm. I wrote I up a nice little cheat sheet so I can actually, so I could actually, not have to recount all of my uh, <laughs> dice every single time. So. That's smart. That's smart. Four, three, two. I got one, two successes. Look at me. I'm proud of myself. Uh, two I got successes. Two, two like two, two sixes. Wow! I got. I mean, I added the four and the two and the three and the three, and that's two sixes. <laughs> that's nice. It's very nice. That is good. <laughs> I got three actual sixes and an eight on my D eight for a total of five successes. Nice, nice. So you probably start out going a little easy on this guy, knowing that he he's got a harpoon. He's used to. Uh, wailing rather than hand-to-hand -hand combat. The crowd begins jeering a little bit, mostly at you. Uh, apparently, uh, this guy, they, they keep saying, Eldritch, Eldritch. Uh, they're calling out for him, telling him to do what, uh, to uh, knock you on your ass, things like that. He holds his own for a little bit, but once you get his measure, you just immediately are able to overpower him. And it's a bit of a spectacle for these guys. It's not like you're being incredibly brutal to each other, but uh, you got a minor fight club going here on the beach. Uh, and, and they're uh, jeering and ranting and uh, cheering uh, based on whoever they uh, favor most. And you're winning a good amount of the crowd as well. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that you're also learning a few insults and intimidation tactics from that nice. as well. 
So uh, you can count that as having a teacher. Oh, wonderful. Um, can I also uh, pick up level one harpoon or, or try to pick up level one harpoon? I've got enough experience points. Yeah, absolutely. If that's something you want to go for, uh, yeah. you spend a quarter day with them and it's probably more than just Eldritch that you're fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you'd definitely be able to pick up plenty of techniques for it. Fantastic. Cause I got enough experience and I don't have any ranged skills. So why not? Okay. All right. Gunk Zaldrin, what are you two doing? I'm ready. So if you're not, are you ready? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm ready. So <laughs> I was doing a little bit of rolling, so this is interesting. Uh, so what Zaldrin uh, was trying to do two different things um, during this quarter day. Um, she was attempting to sort of use the fog um, to try to improve her scouting. And so there's a talent that she was hoping to get uh, called Sixth Sense. Um which is kind of a plus one for like ambush or sneak attack kinds of things. And so she has been trying to kind of be out in the fog, kind of trying to continue some of her spear work that she had kind of started with the kids in town with the firm grip on the spear. And so she's trying to do some of that work in the fog um, to try to work on the sixth sense as well. And that requires a successful withdrawal. I did not get a successful wits roll. So, so feel free to tell me how I uh, injure myself in the fog trying to work <laughs> on my spear skills. Before we get that far, I, I just want to clarify. It sounds to me like you're trying to ambush an elf child in the fog. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see how this might be the end result of failing my wits check, but that was not my intention. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. Um, uh, you make your way through the fog, uh, scouting, looking for ambush points. Perhaps you're going deeper uh, along the coast into the wild, not far enough that you're uh, in any true danger, but enough to get away from town that it feels a little bit more wild. There's less traffic, foot traffic. Uh, paths are much uh, rougher. And you start making your way through the forest. And I'm going to say that you actually, as you're scouting, you're searching. Let's, uh, let's get a scout roll right now. Let's see how you do. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my, I, I pushed that with roll and failed and had a one. <laughs> so my wits is reduced. Let's, let's go before that, before your wits okay. roll, because uh, we haven't done the training yet. Okay, that works. One success. One success, okay. You are making your way through the forest, uh, the outskirts of the forest, and you hear a slight whimpering of a animal. It sounds dog-like. Uh, just a, a quiet whimper, just of pain, almost. You're continuing to scout stealthily through the forest. And you come to a slight clearing. 
and you see a wolf that is limping. Not a large wolf, but a good size one. Not nearly as large as the one Gunk saw before from the Earth Mother, but what you would expect a wild wolf to be. Definitely large enough to be threatening. What are you doing? Uh, Zaldrin is going to uh, just sort of stay put and just watch and see what the wolf does. The wolf continues limping about. Uh, it looks aimless, uh, as if it's struggling to find a direction. Uh, throughout this clearing, it, it's gone in several loops, and it starts to go into the woods and then coming back out. The whimpering, it's its soft, but somehow it echoes. Uh, it the, the noise travels quite a bit without it, like, being very high-pitched without it really howling. Uh, Aldrin sort of has her own language that she uses with Ven. Um, and so she will kind of pull out some of her kind of like, um, and some of that just kind of, kind of tongue-clicking kind of sounds that you know, she uses to kind of reassure Ven and see how that works with this uh, wolf. It perks up. It, its ears flatten back a little bit. And the the whimpers of pain almost seem to get louder uh, in, in response. Uh, it begins whimpering back at you. And then you hear the crack of a twig behind you. As a wolf, other than the one you're looking at, jumps out of the underbrush at you. Give me a melee check. Okay. All right. Uh... Two successes. Two successes. You turn and you have your spear ready and you give it just a solid blow, completely deflecting it. It lets out a real whimper of pain. The other one comes charging at you, the one you were looking at, obviously not limping anymore. It doesn't take you but a moment to realize that these wolves must be incredibly intelligent. They laid a mm -hmm. trap for some sort of prey. With two successes, you turn around and you whip the spear again, uh, slamming the other one right in the face. It lets out a yelp, and you've defended yourself enough that they realize you're not an easy target, and they both begin sprinting back into the woods. I'm going to say that you've learned a few lessons on ambushing as well, and you can count yourself as having a trainer. Well, excellent. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Zaldrin is just going to um, kind of put her head down, and she knows that no one is around, but she'll just sort of kind of put her head down and be like, oh, sorry about you. And <laughs> she'll look, look around and see that nobody saw her attack these wolves. Hey, they <laughs> attacked the pack. Back. <laughs> All right. Did you have anything else, Zaldrin? Uh, so on the way back, now that she's got her spear out, 
she'll focus kind of on the the way back kind of on her um, firm grip. Yeah. Uh, it, it's safe to say that you can practice that almost subconsciously, uh, tensing, making sure that you have the right uh, grip and posture. Yeah, you can absolutely work on that on the way back uh, with Ven flopping softly behind you. Thank you much. So, Gunk, what have you been up to? It sounds like you have a tent to yourself, right. but there's also quite a bit of fog concealing you. So there's a few things that Gunk would be attending to. Uh, if that is all right. Uh, most pressing, uh, he has several of these very heavy tablets uh, in his possession. Everyone's kind of busy, finally. And Gunk has been wandering around shore a bit, uh, around the coast in uh, here and there, finding um, any dead fish, dead crabs, anything that might come up. It, 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 it should have once been a living thing, but it is no longer living. And he is going to be, because he has this, this, this feeling. He has, he has been reading these, these, uh, uh, these slates a bit. And he, he, he feels he's on the verge of something. Uh, and so I am attempting to try to train a bit to, uh, to learn more uh, about, the, about the death, uh, death magic, the, the dark arts, necromancy. Yeah. So this coast, uh, it, it's a very shallow coast uh, with the sand, but there's quite a bit of rock and debris pushed further up. The tides uh, come in and out quite a bit. Uh, so the water level can change quite often, but any sort of uh, dead animal or carcass that gets uh, caught in those rocks a good bit up the coast, it's not being washed back out with the tide. You really have your choice of the pick here. As you're walking through, you can find all sorts of carcasses and dead animals. A lot of them have been gnawed upon uh, by scavengers, uh, quite often ravens around here, but there are plenty of options for you to find something. Uh, if you want to look for a little bit longer, you can find something fresh. Or if you're happy with something older, you'd find it right away. I'm not too concerned about its recency. As long as it is dead, it is the most... Uh, it yeah. could be in whatever state. It does not disturb him one, one way or another. Uh, but his goal is trying to learn uh, different spells. He has certain that some of these, um, some of these tablets... Um, he, he, he has seen it, perhaps in a dream, perhaps he is imagining things, perhaps uh, the Earth Mother or some other entity, definitely the Earth Mother, uh, is, is communicating to him this, uh, this need to learn more. And uh, he wants to, essentially, with no one around, through the cover of fog, um, attempt to try to raise some of these back uh, Make them ambulatory once more. So you want to use the tablets as best you can to hone your skills. Uh, let's get a lore check for that. Okay. I will. I know you hate lore checks, but I'm going to ask. Lore checks are, are super. Thanks for asking. We have uh, extra audience. If you'd like some support with the lore. I am so confident because I've got my lolly d6. <laughs> I swear to God, I rolled. It's Lolly again. I'm not kidding. This it's, thing. Wow. Rolls that, we're getting you a dice cam. <laughs> <laughs> a picture. My hands aren't 
I haven't moved my hand. <laughs> Wait, it, oh, oh, it went under the we're frame. It went under the frame. I see out. it, Jeff. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I'm we're just switching kidding. out the... Uh, we're switching out which one. Eric did something yeah. with that one. It's the thing, Eric, Eric screwed us players. Is what happened. Great, great with it. Well, I am a player technically in this game, but that is my only six. So yeah, okay, uh, that's plenty. Uh, this is more for fluff than anything. You have spent a good amount of time with these tablets now. Uh, several times you've tried to translate them. Each time you've gotten a different bit of information, almost as if the intent of what you're trying to find uh, changes what you're reading. You also, from your previous uh, encounter uh, vision from these tablets, have been able to translate it faster, it seems. The, the words seem to move into place faster than they used to. Uh, and when you go back and reread it, it doesn't seem like they've changed as often. It's still rigorous. It still takes a lot of mental effort, but it's faster. As you're reading these tablets, you notice something else that's quite strange. And it actually has nothing to do with the tablets. You have Annex Passion uh, in on your person, probably in your bag, right? Uh, wrapped up in right. leather. Yes, I collect even all the with, treasures. Even with uh, that wrapping of leather, you still feel some heat that comes through the bag and presses against your person. Standard. Not This isn't unusual. This is just from it being so hot already. It's mm. nothing that you have to worry about burning, but you've gotten kind of accustomed to it at this point. While you're reading and translating, that heat kind of dissipates uh, as if the coal has lost its fire a little bit it lost some of its potency it doesn't really change anything about your translation and it's something that happens a bit more subtly sut subtly uh and you really wouldn't even notice except you just got a slight chill that you're not used to having anymore that is that is strange i will um out of curiosity, for Clunk is very curious, uh, he will retrieve uh, the item from his uh, from his pack uh, using whatever leather is that he has been using. I think we actually took one of the uh, blacksmith mitts. Uh, yeah, I think we, we did actually. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I will. I will. I will treat just in case. Uh, just in case, I will safety. Safety first. Take this thing out of the pack. You take it out and you notice that it's not as warm. Normally, you can still see that it's like red hotish. There, there's still lines of the dark black coal that come through and kind of accentuate it. It's much darker now, not nearly as warm. It's still emanating some heat, but with your lore success, you can only deduce that something about the magic of these tablets and this coal they sort of counteract each other in some sort of way. It's something you would definitely have to study more, but they're not playing nice with each other. How very curious. Very curious indeed. Have I noticed anything about uh, Breda's sorrow? Uh, has that ever uh, reacted strangely? I wear it. It has not. That is a good question. Time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've never noticed any sort of reaction like that. Hmm. 
Well, I will make a mental note to this. Further study will be needed. Perhaps this is something I could tend to while on the boat uh, to Orokoa. Very curious, though. But a- as you note that you, you get back to the task at hand uh, of practicing your death magic, and you do uh, manage to translate enough of these tablets that you get some valuable insights in necromancy. The, these tablets aren't entirely about necromancy, but there's a good portion of it dedicated to them. Like I said before, it seems as if the, the writing on the tablets can change sometimes. You feel as if you've read this part of the tablet before. There was nothing really about death magic in there, but as you're reading it again, you, you find a few tidbits of information. It could be that your memory uh, was just mistaken. Uh, memory can be flawed. But you feel fairly confident that it, it is a slightly different translation. But it's enough to teach you uh, another level of death magic. For uh, for XP purposes, uh, and when we say teacher, are we counting that as teacher or not? Uh, it counts as a teacher, yes. Okay, because it's more expensive for mages. Okay. Okay, the, uh, the other thing that Gunk would have wanted to do, um, once he... <laughs> Once he has expended however much time that would take, is he, since people are now relying on him to be a a sailor on the seas, uh, he would like to try to spend some time um, amongst the crew uh, and re-familiarize himself uh, with uh, various aspects of sailing. So I I think what he's, he's looking to do is he's looking to... Uh, uh, I'm essentially trying to increase survival, and I, which I already have some of, but I wanted to make it even more. But I'm trying to like refamiliarize myself with the with the with the way the boat works, the ropes, the uh, the the the, uh, the sails, and whatever whatever it is I must learn. And uh, that is something I would be looking to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after you're done uh, translating the tablet, that probably took most of the quarter day. But sure. there's still plenty of sailors uh, that are out and about in this whaling camp. It's almost entirely torn down. A lot of them are just loafing about at this point, uh, taking in the last bit of sunlight that they can uh, before they spend a long week uh, drinking and feasting until they have to go back to work. Uh, a lot of them are very talkative. Uh, they're happy to talk about any sort of uh, conversation you want. It just takes some gentle prodding. You ask them about themselves. Some of them don't stop talking. Uh, you'd absolutely be able to catch a few bits of information, especially if you prod their ego a little bit uh, and they get to feel important as if they know something and they're teaching something. All right. I will. So I'll go. I, I'll just kind of, we don't have to play it all out, but I would, I would each one of them would be like, you know, that guy over there said you are the one to talk to. I'm trying to learn. And so I'll be, and then I'll go to the other guy and say, you know, that guy over there said you are the smartest and most intelligent sailor here. That guy? That guy yeah, over that guy. there? He said that about you. Yes. He says, he said, I, I am looking to learn more. And then he said, if there is anyone that I would learn from, it would be you. And here I thought he was still mad at me for marrying his sister. Huh. Oh, no, no, no. He just, uh, no, he's quite happy that you're, you're protecting her and keeping her safe and that sort of thing. Maybe he's warming up to me. Maybe he's just overprotective. Hey, that's right. great. Right. You should, uh, you should, you know, you should buy him an ale later, you know, shoot the, uh, shoot the I can have much else to do. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll do that. Thank you. 
Are you both going to be on the the ship together, traveling through the dark? Oh, no, no. We're we're on a different ship. Uh, Oh, great. That one out there, the Seabeard, most of the crew's already on there. I don't think uh, the shipmaster's letting them off. It seems as if they're going somewhere. All right. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. Okay. They've got to be suicidal. I'd never go anywhere in the dark like that. Go anywhere. But you're a sailor. Yeah, but I need to be able to see where we're going. But that guy over there said you are the bravest sailor, and there was nothing that he would find more impressive as a brother-in-law than to have someone who is willing to brave the darkness, the week of darkness. Well, you know, you know, I do have to say that once you meet his family, you'll realize they're not they're not the smartest <laughs> people around. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm sure he's just completely off. But aren't you part of the family now as you married? I married into it. I'm talking about genetics, you know, Do you the, have their any parents. Children? Yeah, we got three of them. Okay. All right, that's all. Can you show me how Why? to tie this knot? Uh, nothing, 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 nothing. It's not my genetics is not my specialty. All right. Uh, you are able to get plenty of information from these sailors. They're happy to have some sort of distraction. Uh, and let's say that that takes the quarter day of the morning. Uh, are we going to regroup then uh, at the whaling camp? Uh, are we just going to kill some more time? What What do you guys want to do? Well, I think Bacho would be going. Uh, after he gets done training, he's going to go back into the Undercity um, to see if he can sniff out Woford to find out what, what Woford's plan is. Bacho didn't trust Mirren to find Wolford on her own. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I've forgotten him a few times, to be fair. He takes, he's, he, because he, he's pledged Wolford's safety. So even if Mirren finds him, he's got to, he's got to make sure for himself, one way or the other, whether or not Wolford is coming with the pack or whether or not Wolford is separating from the pack. I got busy starting a rebellion. So Wolford just fantastic. like. Uh, is anyone going with Bacho? Uh, no, I will. Still I will, not a good idea for Zaldrin. I will go with Bacho. I will not leave him by himself. Oh, and Bacho also wants to pick up a, a throwing spear while he's now that he's trained some with these guys. He he's, he wants to pick up a throwing spear while he's in the Undercity somewhere if he can. From the blacksmith, we slightly yeah. uh, <laughs> murdered. <laughs> yeah. There is a general store under there that would likely have uh, short spears that you can throw. But uh, before you get to the Undercity, uh, Gunk and Bacho, you go up to the gate, and whereas Mirren didn't really have a problem with the guard, you can see that he looks a little strangely at you. The gate right now is wide open, but he does take a couple steps out. What's your business? We're getting our friends so we can leave the city. Leave the city? You've been here before. Have you been starting trouble? We've been hearing stories about a wolfkin causing a disturbance. Disturbance where? It is probably a different wolfkin, but you're right because it's because there are so many around here. But this guy, I've known this guy for years. He doesn't cause problems. He's really good guy. Never. Now he'll be great. He'll be great. He's not going to. I pro. You, I vouch for him personally. Nothing, nothing will go wrong. 
I don't really know you, so you That's vouching for point. him doesn't really help me at all. That's a fair point, but it, but are you aware of the the scrailing warren outside of your outside of your uh, your home here? Yeah, they do most of the farming. Right. Do you see this crown I have on my head? Yes. I wood. am wood. A, uh, it, yes. Well, we scrailing. We make thing. We 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 make scavenge out of anything. I am uh, royalty within that warren. I am. I am. I'm a rat prince. And uh, and if if anything were to happen in here, uh, you can go to the to, to the warren, and you can find me, or you can find the other royalty, and, and and we will be happy to account for any issues that might might happen. I had no idea that Scraling had royalty. Is right. he supposed it, to be your bodyguard then, or something like that? That is exactly what it is, man. I, they really do hire the, the best guards here, I think. This is, yes, that's exactly what it is. Give me a manipulation plus one. <laughs> okay. I should have trained some manipulation like Miran did. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take an audience this time. Okay. And Got the it. audience is going to buy me that lolly. Here we go. Uh. Uh, not going to lie, three successes, and then the only one that didn't oh get my a success, goodness. only one that didn't get a success was the lo- was the the lolly guy die. <laughs> crazy. This is, this is go weird. gunk. <laughs> He's got these sixes set up ahead of time, and then he rolls different dice. Why well, don't know about you guys? The picture. I roll a d six. I just make sure all the sides have sixes on them. That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. That's thinking. That's thinking outside the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so he believes you for some reason. Uh, the crazy story. Uh, after you say that Bacho is your bodyguard and you're a scrailing prince, uh, he lets you in. He, he even gives you a little polite nod, uh, which you've never really gotten from a human before. Uh, and you guys make your way into town. Uh, you're able to stop at a toasting store and grab uh, whatever last-minute materials you need. Uh, we can handle the shopping uh, off-camera. Yeah, but uh, how are you looking to find Wolford? Well, when when we first got here, he had friends, so I'm going to try to track down where they came from. The last place you saw them was at the All Seeing Tater, where Mirren is. Would it be safe to say that's where you're starting your yeah, investigation? Yeah, that would be where we start. Yep. yep. Okay. So you would uh, show up to the tavern, you walk in, you see that it's still messy, not nearly as bad, and you find Mirren struggling under a giant basket of potato skins. I uh, she can potatoes. She can hardly uh, hold this thing up as she is carrying it towards the door. Uh, apparently she was told to throw the skins outside on the street. Uh, and she, they probably weigh half as much as she does, if not more. So Bacha, with just one hand, will grab up the basket from her and look down and go, Oh, Bacho. Oh, Mirren, you smell like potatoes now instead of cinnamon. Oh, no. There's so it's many not potatoes. as good. <laughs> Did you find Woford? Uh, I remembered to, uh, <clears throat> Definitely look for Wolford. No, I didn't. I I don't know where he is. Mm. I I didn't. I I 
there was a very important task that needed to be done and we peeled a lot of potatoes. Ah, that's fine. Perhaps you can ask the innkeeper if he, he remembers who Wolford was in here with the other night so that we can try to track him there. Hmm. Uh, and Mirren will kind of like look around for Dyla. Dyla. Yeah, uh, that was not far. Uh, she was probably just in a back room uh, trying to get some more mugs uh, put together enough that she can actually serve lunch, which it, it's becoming lunchtime. A lot of people are uh, pouring in right now. Uh, you can ask her uh, who it was. She would say that it was um, Ainsworth, a former flame of Wolford who was very taken with him. Although she hasn't seen Wolford in a couple days. And she did promise you uh, yesterday that if she saw Wolford, she would send him to the whaling camp for you. <sighs> Bacho, Wolford's been kidnapped again. Where does this aims with have her burrow? She's just a few... Uh, I'll, I'll draw you a little map. Uh, and she scribbles out some directions for you guys to follow. You go through the tunnels of this undertown. You slip on a few potato peels uh, that are filling the area. As Mirren can tell you, people just throw their trash out. Uh, and you have to walk through it. I have you potato do... hands. <laughs> You do pass several scrailing, more so than you've normally seen. Uh, it seems as if uh, there are more scrailing with sleds trying to clean up in preparation uh, for the long night. It's likely that they won't make the trip into town uh, in the darkness. They'll just stay holed up in their warren. Uh, a couple of the scrailings seem a bit nervous as well. Gunk, if you went over there to talk to them, uh, you'd you hear that there's some sort of danger uh, near the warren. Uh, that the uh, elders and clan leaders have been discussing how to handle. Uh, so it, it's possible that they're going to be sealing up the warren very soon. So wow. the, the scrailing here are rushed and anxious, trying to finish the job so that they can get there before anything uh, cuts them out, basically. Good luck, you continue down this. You continue down this path, and... Uh, you make your way to it. You have to go into what used to be a very nice manor. Uh, it would have been a mansion for anyone else. It's nicer than anything still above ground. There is a sort of, it appears to be a courtyard uh, in the center of a square building. Uh, the actual building itself had very nice tile mosaic floors. Uh, you go into this courtyard uh, and it's just dirt still. Uh, it doesn't look as if they've put wood floorboards down or anything like that. Uh, they very rarely clean it. Uh, there's a lot of suspicious wet spots uh, where like the liquid has not fully absorbed into the muck. And there are several doors uh, that lead to different direction, different directions from this courtyard. Uh, and they all have certain symbols or scribbles on them. Uh, likely denoting who lives there or the name of the uh, home itself. Uh, knocking on the door you were told to find 
a young woman would come out. Uh, she's got light brown hair. Uh, she seems uh, comely uh, for a human. None of you would likely really uh, be into that. But uh, she definitely seems like Woford's type. You're a rat. Mm. <laughs> just the way you said it was just really funny. I know. I'm <laughs> you, sorry. Like, you like hesitated. I had to. I couldn't. <laughs> uh, when you ask about Woford, her face goes cold. That bastard. I don't care what you think of him. Where is the Pax Cub? Cub? What are what you talking he... about? What he means is uh, nobody's seen Woford in a few days and you were the last person to see him. So did you kidnap him or should we keep looking? Kidnap him? No, I kicked him out. Oh, excellent. Where did he go from after you kicked him out? Out? I didn't care. I wanted him out of my house. Why did you kick him out? I mean, it's Woford. I asked him to stay with me and he said that he didn't want to be committed to one person mm. that's a is that a problem is that wrong i don't why is why yes is that's a problem am i not enough for him what no, unlikely I'm not good enough Pink you're probably gunk. too good for him right. Shh, bacho you're probably too good for him <laughs> Who might be like the busybody in this area who always spies on their neighbors? Which door is that? I don't know. Uh, just. Who's the little granny in here? Try. Oh, you know what? Inga. She might know. Excellent. Now, remember, you are better than Wolford. Don't let him back in. You're too good for him. Keep up the good work. Let's go find Inga. And she will uh, scribble on your map again uh, directions for you to go. Before we, before we, I mean, like, we could leave the the, yeah, yeah. the, the doorstep, but, like, the three of us, and then I, I just want to clarify something. I have a note, and I have something in my notes that says that Wolford offended an elf woman by the name of Mare. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Perhaps um, you're suffering from that as well. Perhaps that is another route we could take in terms of trying to find him. Yeah. Yes. I'm just trying to avoid going up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we should exhaust other opportunities before that. But if necessary, we will protect the pack, even mm -hmm. if we have to bleed all the knife ears. If it's something we have to do, then we have to do it. That is what uh, that is what loyalty and honor dictates. Well, in an ideal world, you guys are definitely 100% right. But the chances of us being able to kill all of them before that they can kill us. So that, that it might be true. better. Yeah. But we, but we don't have to kill them all at once. In the world. That's true. We could do them one by one, bleed them out. Systematically, we, we, we do only have like six hours. Oh yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, yeah, we don't have enough time to to bleed a town. I'm we sorry. I'm sorry to rain on your parade. To a singular place, lock the doors and burn it down. 
Mm. I think uh, someone was already trying that last week. Yes, it's true. Okay. Well, let's find this Ilsla and Ingrid, whatever the human's name is, and see if she knows where he went. Uh, All right. Uh, let's cut to Zaldrin real quick. Zaldrin, what are you doing as your companions are following the trail of Woford? Uh, Zaldrin is doing what she's always done, is she takes care of what she needs to, um, and then she looks after Ven. Uh, so she would be uh, uh, switching out whatever braid had been kind of in uh, Ven's mane on the way in, uh, freshening that, pulling it out, putting in a new one, and seeing if she can get Cloud on board with some of this uh, kind of touching up as well. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say that you would be making preparations for the horses as well for the journey. Uh, horses can travel on a ship. Uh, it just takes a bit of work. Uh, and you would be able to reach out to Okta and say that the horses have to come with. It's non-negotiable. So what would end up happening uh, is that you're grooming the horses, uh, getting them as cleaned up as possible. Uh, Okta would then take the sea beard and beach it on the shore uh, and they would fashion a sort of ramp onto the ship uh, to get the horses on and then they would pull up that ramp and lay down some floorboards for the horses to have stable footing uh, the waves can get rocky so it's important that they're uh, have something flat to stand on uh, or lie on and you would be able to make a sort of corral for them as well where you would be able to groom them take care of them uh, Octo would send a uh, runner to buy as much uh, feed as they could for the horses to keep them going for at least a week. Uh, it's not expensive to get that, uh, but it it's something that you would have to have because obviously they won't be able to graze while you're traveling. Mm -hmm. But uh, all that would get take a good amount of time. Uh, you would feel fairly confident in the horses uh, after that. Ven herself has been on a ship before so she's fairly trained with that cloud being a war horse uh likely has been on a ship but if not has been trained to uh stay calm in dangerous situations uh as you're doing that you would also notice octa he seems to be the type of shipmaster that wants to be friendly with his crew but at the same time he's slightly worried about the crew going too far uh leaving the ship he seems worried that they'll abandon him instead of sailing uh, during this mm -hmm. week. So he's mm -hmm. doing his best to make sure that uh, only the one runner uh, goes to get the feed, obviously someone he trusted the most. And he's trying to keep the other one, desperately trying to keep the other ones busy with all sorts of chores. Anything else? Uh, and Zaldrin would okay. be willing to help with that if, you know, she'll like act like she needs assistance with the horses to, you know, kind of seeing what he's doing and kind of try to keep some of them busied. Absolutely. And there, there's plenty of work both on the ship and uh, getting the horses ready for the, the ship that you would definitely be seen as like a valued worker here, like you're pulling your own. Okay. Back to the three of you. I want a, let's say, scouting role. Uh, and if the others are helping, plus two. My scouting is seven. I will Miran help. will help you. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Uh, one, two successes. Two I can success. push it. I can push it if, if additional successes will help. I would say additional successes would speed things up. However, okay. two successes, you'll still be done in the quarter day. So it's your call. I'll, I'll push it just to see. If we... Okay. Four successes in total, no ones. Four successes. Uh, after a little bit of talking to this cantankerous old lady, Inga, uh, you're ready to move on. She's definitely got all sorts of rumors, many rumors you don't even want to hear, but she's telling you anyways. She sends you to someone uh, who was supposedly seen with a minstrel that fits Woford's description. They tell you something despicable that Woford did. Uh, they're very upset with him. They kicked him out. Uh, he went to a tavern. He got kicked out of that tavern. You're following just this web of Woford throughout the entire Undercity. Uh, after uh, about an hour or so, it you've gone through so many of these tunnels and hallways that you're actually starting to understand the layout of the city from going back and forth, back and forth with your, your scouting. You're, you're getting very quick at getting to the next location. Uh, someone gives you uh, directions and you know exactly where that spot is. You know how to beeline it there. Eventually, you do find Woford uh, lying in a street outside of a tavern uh, in a pile of potato skins. It looks as if the tavern keeper has been throwing the potato skins on Woford uh, and he is drunk out of his mind. Uh, you can pick him up uh, and try to shake him a little bit, and he's out. Bacho leans over, smells him, <clears throat> pulls up his eye patch, pokes inside the hole until Woford starts to wake up. Oh. Oh. Why? It was either that or piss in the hole, cub. You deserted the pack. I... I've been looking for you for days. Well... I tried so hard to find you. That's ba Bacho backhands him. Not hard enough to hurt him badly, but enough to rattle his teeth. Cub, don't lie to the pack. Oh, it's, shit, he can read my mind. I forgot. Um, we've met I, uh, Daisy and Donna and uh, Derek and uh, Sarah. Yeah. They're good people. They love me here. No. They just, why, Bacho why, just puts... Bacho puts two fingers up in his nostrils and he just holds his nose. He says, we're walking out of here and we're putting you on a boat. But Can you do it on your own or do I need to drag you literally by your nose? It's Gwenot. We're supposed to party. You mm. feast well, in Gwenot. You did the partying and uh, we're getting ready to get on a ship uh, and, and sail during Gwenot. It's going to be Isn't party that a bad boat. idea? No, 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 party boat. It'll be fine. You've never heard of this before. 
We do it in the West all the time, around custom party boats. Very fun. We will fight gloriously and perhaps die on the seas, as is right. That too. Yeah, yeah, that more, more that. Between the carrot and the stick uh, from Mirren Gunk and Bacho, uh, Wilford's too drunk to really put up any resistance. Uh, and he begins following you out at a much slower pace than the rest of you. Probably would need assistance on the way out. Uh, but you're able to uh, gather him up and bring him out of Terran, and you all meet back at the whaling camp uh, just about in time for the the ship to leave with the tide. Is there any final preparations you would like to do before you leave and go sailing and die miserably? Mm-hmm. Bacho will uh, will put one hand over Wofer's shoulder and he says, this will help. And then he punches him as hard as he can in the stomach to make him vomit everything out of his body. Off to the side, of course. Give me a melee. I mean, not hard enough to hurt him. Just hard enough yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. So. Oh, Wolford's dead. You, you killed him. That's how he <laughs> do that. You got to be careful. But... Whoops. Got to be careful. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Uh <laughs> You hit him hard, and he does vomit all sorts of vile uh, goop. He definitely drank more than potato ale, and there are some chunks in there that you really don't want to dissect. Fortunately, the tide begins to wash it away very quickly, uh, and you're able to throw him up the boat onto the boat as much as he's climbing. What about the rest of you? Was there any final shopping you wanted to do? Uh, you absolutely could have bought a couple things in Zaldrin. They could have got something for you. Uh, nope. We're good. All right. Good. Well, then Is we there a begin. severed hand store I could go to, a place that sells severed hands? Uh, I think you created your own severed hand store the night before when you uh, killed those four guards. Right. 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 You absolutely could have taken a hand. We can retcon that. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, talking to Okta, he's not happy about leaving at night. The whole uh, trip will be in the darkness, obviously, but it's more a matter of exhaustion. But at the same time, he was told that he had to leave at night with the tide uh, so he already had that planned out that was already the schedule uh, so he was just maintaining it he wants to travel one quarter day uh, and then likely anchor off a coast somewhere ideally as a ship would travel it would uh, travel throughout the day in the light and it would uh, beach itself each night so you don't have to worry about uh, tides pulling up the anchor or anything like that during Gwenot, it's a lot more dangerous uh, the next best me- next best method is to try to anchor in the safety of a cove somewhere so he wants to get a little bit further away from uh, Terran uh, anchor and then rest and get at it again the next day We're going to go into travel rules here, and there's two ways we can do it. Okta as the shipmaster can absolutely be the uh, person leading the way here, or 
one of you can do it, and you can get a plus two from Octa helping. I think I would want to do the lead away because I get an artifact die from Brita Sorrow. And you can see. And you can see. I, I'd give you a plus one for being able to see in the dark, too. Okay. So, yeah, I, I would take the lead away at this point. It would be a beautiful uh, white furred rat on the bow, just kind of looking out. I am Rat Prince of the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will come up behind and go, do, do you want me to help you do the thing so you can put your arms out like higher. this? Yes. Do, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. <laughs> With um, practice coordination. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The, the crew of sailors, they use their oars and they just push off uh, as hard as possible. At first, they only go a couple inches. The tide is helping pull, but they push again. They push again each time they get a little bit further away until you are floating. And then they get settled in their benches uh, and they start pulling uh, again in unison. Uh, there's uh, one of them in the back who's also on an oar just shouts, pull, pull, pull. And this is the rhythm that keeps you going for quite some time. Gunk, how did you roll? I'm still adding it up. What is the uh what was the bonus I was getting from them again? I'm sorry. Uh two from Octa, one for the darkness, and then uh your artifact. Two from Octa, one from the darkness. Okay. I am rolling. One a lot from of seeing dice. in darkness. Yeah, I got you. I'm rolling a lot of dice. Okay. Okay, okay. That's uh that's a six there. That's a six there. That's a six there. That is three three sixes, three successes. Awesome. One of them. All right. Gaga. Of course. Thank you, Eric. All right. Uh, because you're on a ship and the ocean counts as open hexes, you're able to move three hexes a quarter day here. Uh, it's the same as being on horseback. So we are going to be able to go one, two, three, like that. And uh, you'll be able to find a cove that Octa is very familiar with. Uh, he pulls off into you loose anchor. It's already being become a little bit of mourning, uh, but Octa wants to at least rest the oarsmen uh, before they continue on. It's Gwenot. It it is fully there. The darkness is getting colder and colder. As the morning comes, there's no light. Uh, when you would expect the the sun to start trying to break through the veiled clouds above it just doesn't happen and it stays dark and those temperatures continue to plunge the mist of the sea coming off the bow of the ship sprays and as it falls down it's already beginning to freeze you have these uh canvases that are tied from the side of the ship uh on ropes towards uh, the center to make makeshift tents, uh, sort of like bivouacs, just trying to protect yourselves as much as you can uh, from the elements. There is actually a cooking stone in the center of this ship as well. Uh, it's a large flat stone that allows for a small fire. That's how most of your meals are prepared. And it's also your main source of warmth right now. Everyone, uh, 
Yeah, everyone has uh, great furs on, often multiple great furs. Uh, Okta has plenty of them. Uh, that's basically what he's transporting. So you're all able to take several of them. You're all bundled up. Gunk, you're probably getting the worst of this because you have to stay out in the elements more than most. Uh, a lot of the the hair on your face has become frozen with little icicles uh, pushed back. You can try to break them off a little bit, try to melt them as best you can. You're trying to squint through it. But every time there's another splash of a wave, uh, it just uh, takes it on even more. And that first night was a bit miserable, you can say. Unfortunately, it just continues to get worse. After a very short rest, you begin traveling again. Uh, let's get another roll there. Uh, two successes this time. And again, the lolly <laughs> It's crazy. This D6 is insane. Great. It's Great insane. Work. I love it. Uh, two, two, two successes. All right. Uh, two successes. You are able to uh, continue on your way. You get another three hexes there. And this time you're going to uh, stop when it would be nightfall so that you guys can get back to the normal sleep schedule. Uh, the crew seems anxious. Uh, it's slow going to start with. At the beginning of the trip, they just want to get some momentum. They want to get going. But at the same time, they also don't want to leave familiar waters. These are the territories they know the best. Uh, Okta is very comfortable here, especially with Gunk. You're able to call out the physical descriptions of the coastline, uh, all the landmarks that they follow. Uh, you might describe a funny-looking rock, and they have a name for it. They know exactly what it is. You rest again. Is there anything you guys would like to be doing while you're traveling? What what does this look like for you? How are you filling the time? Bacho is uh, training Woford, forcing him to get into better physical condition, at least teaching him how to be a defensive fighter so he can stay alive and not distract the rest of the pack in a fight. It's slow going for two reasons. One, it's Woford. Uh, and two, because you have a rocking ship and you're fighting the elements. Uh, you get Woford on an oar quite a bit, and he's not pulling nearly as hard as everyone else, and they have to switch which side he's on every now and then to uh, make sure the boat continues going in a straight direction. Uh, it starts to build some muscle, you think. He's mostly just complaining about being sore. Uh, you go through different stances. With the ship rolling as much as it, can, it is in the choppy water, you think he'll definitely learn some balance. You can only hope. Uh, you're doing the best you can with what you're given. Uh, Zaldrin or Mirren, what are you doing? I would say Zaldrin is helping with oaring. She's strong. She's not just going to sit around and get pulled by other people, so she would be contributing. Yeah, and after uh, the first couple uh, shifts of oaring, it's no longer the full crew uh, oaring each side. Uh, they start doing a half crew uh, just to continue uh, not to wear themselves out. So Zaldrin, you likely also would have to take care of the animals uh, as well. You're spending some time oaring, literally pulling your own weight. And then Ven and 
Cloud are not happy. They've been on ships before. This is very choppy water. Uh, the cold temperature is not doing anyone any favors. There are pieces of ice that are already forming on the water, uh, and they're small little icebergs, ice flows, and every now and then the ship just lurches into one. The momentum halts. It jeers to the side. Each time the horses let out a little uh, whinny of uh, anxiousness. And then you also have to worry about the elements with them. They're draped in uh, plenty of great furs as well. You have as much of a canvas tent as you can for them. They're in the bow of the ship, the, the place that was easiest to put the floorboards down. You try to protect them as much as you can. But of course, a lot of this moisture is going to get in, uh, start uh, freezing the great furs on their back. Uh, it starts clogging their nostrils a little bit. You have to clear that up. Uh, each time their breath comes out, it, it just freezes a little bit more moisture in there. You also have to worry about them breathing in too much cold air and possibly burning their lungs that way. So there is quite a bit of work for that as well. Just trying to maintain their physical stature, make sure that they're eating instead of being, uh, when they're motion sick, things like that. Mirren, what are you doing? Uh... Mirren is likely far too little to help with the oaring uh, and also not particularly strong. Um, so she has put like, she's got two things that she's working on. One, she created a, just a little patch, a little circle that she's pushed against a wall and she's standing probably three meters or 10 feet back. And she's trying to shoot specifically in the center of that little circle over and over and over and over again uh, to try to always hit true, uh, make sure she's not missing her shots again. There's dangers here, so I've got to make sure I'm absolutely sharp. And the other thing she's working on when she's not kind of doing that is she'll actually try to craft a little bit of an eye for Woford to, to so he's got something in there and maybe block Bacho from continuously pushing his fingers in. Let's <laughs> uh, get a range check just to see how you do. It's no pressure, uh, but let's just see how it goes. And I'm going to say it's minus one because the ship is really rocking. Uh, for the for the eye, right? Or for the shooting? Uh, no, for uh, shooting. Shooting, shooting range let me that would be marksmanship is two and then five agility uh there we go uh that is two successes all right so you're rocking with the boat uh the first half hour hour or so where you're practicing here it's difficult. It's frustrating. The The ship jeers in unexpected ways as it hits a wave uh, at an odd angle. Uh, you might lose an arrow or two over the side uh, just from it going over. But then you start to get the hang of it. You, you start to get the, the rhythm. Uh, you find your sea legs. And you're really feeling a lot more comfortable uh, shooting on a ship. You've been on ships before. So you, you know that it takes some time to get acclimated, but you're actually feeling very confident that you'll be able to uh, hold your own while moving like this. You also have plenty of time to work on the eye, and you find that you bring an unexpected source of joy to this boat as well, 
when it comes time for meal preparation. Uh, they did I not realize potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good at how potatoes. Much, how much cinnamon uh, brings joy to these uh, sailors that are used to very poor meals. So as they get started cooking, uh, you see that this guy, he, he cooks in bulk. He's not really worried about it. And you might offer a bit of inspiration or advice here and there. Uh, and he takes it to heart. And the meals do get noticeably better because of you. So you, you see that little bit of thing with the, the white powders in it and then the one with the black like little hunks you actually want to put those in it's called salt and pepper <laughs> oh i've never heard of those <laughs> uh the sailors end up seeing you as one of the most valuable crewmates because of this uh it really keeps morale going in a very stressful time and they they develop a little bit of a uh, protectiveness over you, uh, trying to make sure that their meals stay excellent. Gunk. Is there anything you're trying to do as you're navigating? Uh, it's more difficult for you because you need to stay focused, but at the same time, uh, there's lots of downtime. Uh, there's still plenty of time when you're not traveling and you've anchored and you can look out, you can spend time doing something on your own. Even while you're sailing, you can, uh, you scan, you do something else for five minutes, you scan again, do something else. It's not like you're traveling so fast that it's incredibly dangerous. All right. I think there's a few things you would be interested in. And most of it is, I don't, um, well, he would be, he's very curious about what's beneath the water. He's, he, in his mind, he is, he is, he has realized that uh, beneath Ekfelion, we fought a creature beneath the, that, that came up out of the water. We saw only its tentacles. And then near uh, the orchard, uh, there was a pond or a lake. And once more, there were these creatures beneath the water. And he is probably getting a bit concerned at this point. So in addition to just his, his normal sailing, looking for standard dangers, icebergs and the like, he's looking for any signs of shadows in the water, any signs that uh, there are creatures following, whether it's mundane, whether it's something more, more mischievous. Uh, he just wants to get the feel for that. So he's constantly doing that. And if, and if there's someone else up here with me, perhaps he is, talking to uh, a sailor or two, uh, whether it's uh, Akta or someone else, about what kind of creatures they have encountered on the seas. You get a lot of stories about sea serpents. Yeah. It's always the type of story where they know someone who's seen one. They haven't actually seen one themselves. The sailors, there's a lot of whalers uh, that uh, have been in the area. Not every sailor uh, is a whale hunter, but a lot of them have done that before. Uh, so they see those as massive beasts that can be very threatening. It can definitely break a ship or uh, tip it over. Uh, so there's a lot of danger in that as well. But the recurring theme of what they fear more than anything out on this water is reavers. Not necessarily a sea creature, but they their ships are faster. Their warriors are stronger. It, 
if you see a reaver sail, you have a good chance of dying the next day is what it comes down to. Uh, so that's what makes sailing the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. When it comes to sailing at night, most of them are very inexperienced. Uh, like I said, it's very common for them to beach the ship uh, at night to rest. That way they don't have to worry about any of the uh, thonic creatures that would come out at night. You still have to worry about the ones on land, but it's better than being thrown overboard into the middle of the ocean. So there's a lot of hesitation and trepidation about sailing because it's even more unknown. Not only can you barely see in front of you, but you don't know what's out there. I will, if if any of them so, show trepidation or, or fear, I will, in his usual uh, brash sort of manner, do not worry. I I am gunk. Darkness has no hold over me. And I fear not the river, for I have confronted them, and I am still alive to tell the tale. And I assure you that should they happen to take on our vessel, they will, they will feel the might of Bacho. They will feel the steel of Zaldrin. It will not go well for them. And I will also tell you that we are venturing into unknown. And with that comes story and honor and glory. So eat well, for my friend Mirin is a wonderful cook. Keep your bellies full, keep your hearts warm, and keep your weapons ready, but we will be fine. I guarantee it. Give me a manipulation plus one there just to see how morale goes. Really that was a good speech, so points. you get the plus one. Really should put some points in Duncan, manipulation. I got you dinner. Oh, thank you so much. One second. And he, plus one he, for Mirren, too. And he does like a. <laughs> I know what you're like jockeying for. He does like a thing where he like shakes his head and all the icicles start flying off. And, oh, thank you so much. I was getting so cold. It's a nice warm stew. All right. Here we go. And it was incredibly warm when she gives it to you. And by the time you take your first bite, it's already cold. I'm going to push. I got no ones, no sixes. I'm going to push. Okay. Uh, one six. I got one success. Between the two of you, morale is definitely lifting. There, There's still that undercurrent of fear. But especially now that they've gone a bit, they feel maybe they can make it. You know, they've gone this far. They haven't seen any monsters yet. Uh, They've slept out here uh, twice already. The beginning of the third day, Okta kind of pulls the four of you aside, along with a couple of his more senior crew members. Says, well, this is a choice we have ahead of us. We can take the whale road. It's faster. It's more direct. It's the path I know best. However, it's likely to be more dangerous right now. It's more shallow water. It's a narrower channel. There's a lot more chances of us hitting rocks. The grinning coast has sharp rocks all along it. It's very likely that we'll hit one. Even gunk with you, you've been doing great, but it's hard to see underwater. The other option is that we go south. We go around Haltus, around the island. We take the open ocean. There's a good chance that we'll find more icebergs, more ice flows. But, Gunk, you should be able to see them better. 
and hopefully with your navigation we could get through that way, it would likely add a good bit of time onto our trip. And my biggest concern is that it takes us much closer to the Reavers. However, I've never heard of Reavers attacking a ship during Gwenot. We can always put out the fire. How would they see us? So, how do we feel? Mm. I'm shipmaster, but I can't make this decision alone. So it appears that you were telling us that the dangers that we are capable of seeing are in some ways less dangerous than the dangers that we are incapable of seeing. That's one way to put it. Uh, another way is that I'd like to see what's coming. I would like for Gunk to see what's coming. If we hope to beat the Del Air, then the Whale Road is likely the option. But it does not matter to me if we beat him or not. I care not for his quest. Now the forest, you can't ride horses very quickly through such dense foliage. But he'll be out of the forests quickly and into open land territory. But again, I do not care if we beat the Del Air. Unless, Gunk, you think we must. Well, I am curious about this, uh, the route that you know well, the Whale Road. Well, what, uh, does that take us past any settlements of any kind? It would take you past Or's Rest, uh, and it would take you past several ruins as well. Uh, there's Kadric and Bedric, which are twin ruins. They're dwarven, it was a dwarven fortress, it was... Uh, a way for them to impose tolls on ships that came through the whale road. It has long since fallen into ruin. Uh, it's a keep on one side and a tower on the side, on the other side of the channel. Uh, uh, also takes you near the ruin of Kefelok, which is atop a cliff, so less likely for you to experience anything that could be from there. But it, it's still very close, and it's a very imposing image as well. It was a temple to one of the gods, Benegar. Uh Gunk will give Mirren a glance at the mention of Or's rest. I think we shall go south. Uh, as you said, uh, we do not want to rip the hull of the ship apart. And uh, as you said, Reavers are unlikely to be an issue. And if they are, Bacho will deal with mm -hmm. them, as will Zaltrin. That will give me more time to work with Wolford. His push-ups are terrible. You have to go all the way down and up. You can't just go halfway. Mm. Wolford's in the background and his uh, pelvis is sagging entirely to the, the floor of the ship while he's trying to push himself up. Uh, Octo would say... Gunk, we're trusting your sight. I suppose we need to trust your judgment as well. The South Road it is. We are and with that, Give me another uh, lead the way check. Okay. Uh, crap. I screwed up my dice for a sec. One for that. Oh, no. You got to get the ones that are already laid out as sixes. Let me get those two. I mean, that's half of them. All right, here we go. Do you hear all these dice? Do you hear all of them? That's a lot of dice. That are being it's satisfying, right now. isn't it? <laughs> oh, baby, that roll was so good. Uh, four sixes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Four sixes. Four sixes. 
I'm going to factor this into another role since you said you were doing this as well. You said you were trying to be hyper alert for any sort of danger uh, that could be in the water. As you're leading the way, you're scanning and searching, you see what could be a dark shadow in the water. It's hard to tell. Color is so muted when it's this dark. Even with your dark vision where you can see, it's a slight gradient. It could just have been a deep wave. But you're focused on it more. You're watching more. And then you hear the slightest of sounds in the distance kind of echoing through a calling of sorts, a very strange calling that you've never heard. It almost sounds like the groans of a ship, but it's definitely organic. What would you like to do? Uh, is Octa up here with me or is he? Is he? Yeah. Likely, you would both be at the back of the ship near the rudder. Uh, Nocta would probably be handling the rudder most of the time uh, until he trades off, and you would be there as well, guiding him. Nocta, I think there is something below the water with us. It is making sounds. I hear them. It is not just a wave. It is a creature, I think. And I will describe what I heard, what I see, try to get his expertise you know what this is. Octa's face goes white. It's he's already half frozen. Uh, he's got these furs around him uh, that are just like uh, iced over. So every time he moves, it cracks and breaks. I don't know. It is all right, my friend. Maintain, maintain course, maintain speed. I will see if I can get a better look. And then I want to go to the side. Um, if I cast True Sight, would I be able to get a better look at the thing beneath the water? I'd say so. It can allow you to see underwater. It's a good distance away. I haven't been rolling for weather. It's been a couple days. We're just going to say that it's snowing heavily. Okay. Uh, it's a, like a sleet, uh, it's freezing it as it comes down, but you'd be able to see with true sight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll give that a roll. Um, let me just roll, see if I get anything. Nope. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. I don't think there's any reason to upcast this. Yeah. There's no reason to upcast this. There's no extra benefit. So no miscast. So he's just holding onto the railing, looking, looking over, looking to see if he can get a clear idea of what this is. At first you think it must be nothing or it's too far away. But then with your magical sight, you see a creature you've never seen the likes of before. It is serpentine. It looks as if it was almost carved out of wood or stone with the way it has etchings uh you look at the ornamentation on the the front and the back of the ship you're on the carved dragon heads it looks incredibly similar to that on a large large scale the head of this thing is as big as a cow 
and you see these scales continue down and it's weaving through the water sort of in your direction. Maybe it hasn't seen you. Maybe it's trying to cut you off. It's heading a bit forward. That's enough to panic you already. And then you see a second one trailing behind it. I will part. He's he's both scared, but he also can't help himself but grin a bit at this, whatever this is, thing is. And then he will call back to Octa. Change course. And then I'll like direct him so that we're not going head on with these anymore. Uh, and make the men, make the crew ready. There is danger afoot. How would you guys like to prepare the crew? Uh, you have time. Uh, if these creatures even beeline it towards you, you would have at least a few minutes. What would you like the men to do to make ready? You can start heading towards the coast to try and find a, a shore to beach upon or anchor, but that would be at least a half hour or an hour of sailing to, to get there. Uh, it's slow going. Well, that part, at the very least, I think Gunk would want Ock to do. Uh, at the very least, let's try. I don't know if we can outrun them, but at the very least, we can try. Uh, and then as for making the men ready, the crew, I, 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 Bacho, you've been training. I'm not sure. Mm. Make ready with spears and crossbows. Stay to the center of the ship. Don't let their coils pull you into the water. That's instant death. You give them as much of a pep talk as you can. The fragile morale that was building is almost shattered now. These men aren't breaking, but you can tell they're scared. Uh, the ones that do have chain mail start putting on the shirts. Uh, everyone is grabbing at least some sort of spear or harpoon to have close to them. And then each and every one of them is manning an oar in an attempt to row as fast as possible. The calls for pull are much more muted. The shipmaster is, Okta is scared, but trying to maintain a face for the men and turns the ship. I want a stealth roll minus one from I'm going to say gunk because you're navigating here. So I want you to try and see like how well you're telling him to make gotcha. a way. All right. Uh, do we have any of our boosts left, Zaldrin? Yes, we do. I will take one. Okay. All right. One, two. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay, it's a good start. I got one sixth. Would would extra ones help in this case since it's a stealth test? They absolutely would. All right, we'll push then. All right, I got two more, but I did take some agility damage. Okay. Uh, so three three total. So three successes. Okay. That's good. You steer the ship away. You kind of see that they're line that they're swimming continues forward and it seems as if you haven't gotten their notice the ship pulls away uh it's 
tense. Uh, again, it takes like 45 minutes or so for you to make your way to uh, a cove that seems protective enough. There's debate whether to beach the ship or to stay in the water. Uh, Okta ultimately decides to anchor close to shore uh, just in case, but it's better to have everyone on the ship ready to go, he says, instead of risking the unknown on land. And it is a very tense night, especially because the the day ha had only just started. It was only the first quarter, but no one is ready to continue traveling after that, uh, after hearing what was there. So they've elected to rest. And that's where we're going to end for the night with picking up on this tense travel next week. Exciting news for next week. We are giving away a copy of Forbidden Land's Bitter Reach. So if you want to play oh, nice. in some icy cold setting yourself, uh, come back next week and uh, have a chance to win. I believe that we're international with that one because Free League Ships International. Uh, so we'll have to check the details of that. But there should be a, a couple options uh, for everyone there. Nice. Let's do some shout outs. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Aaron, what do you got going on at Garblag? Uh, let's see. On Garblag tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be back for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, Shillings and Crossbones, as we uh, continue our journey on the Sea of Claws. Then on Thursday at the same time, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that Ben will be back for some more Dune. Uh, and then uh, next Tuesday, I think we'll have some Blade Runner going on. Awesome. Uh, Jeff, I think we got Blade Runner going on soon too, right? We do indeed, man. We have it on Friday. It's going to be the finale of our run. Uh, it's going to be of our uh, Memories of Fire campaign. Uh, so uh, come hang out, see how it all ends. Uh, Steven's character has been through, uh, well, he's been through some stuff. He's been through some stuff, uh, but everything's everything's fine. Everything Everything's fine. Uh, and then on Saturday, we've got One Ring, second edition, as per usual. Uh, we had a guest appearance from a very uh, recognizable wizard uh, on uh, last time. Uh, I Bert, missed it. You. What? Oh, uh, well, you're going to have to watch the episode there, man. You're gonna have <laughs> oh, man. It's a shame. Spoiler, man. Jeff. Oh, Jeez. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't say which one. There's a couple different ones it could be. You um, should repeat the giveaway for the Raiders. That's true. Bert, thank you for the raid. Steam Still Murder. Uh, let me do the shout out here. Uh, we're just, we're actually just ending. Uh, how was, speaking of Blade Runner, I think, I think you were playing Blade Runner tonight, weren't you? I think, Bert. I think, I think, I think he oh, was playing Blade Runner tonight. Maybe, I, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so let me figure out how to Bloody Appalachia. Oh, it was Bloody Appalachia tonight? Okay, my bad. Yeah, team two. Okay, right on. Bloody Appalachia was a very f fun game. We just played it over this weekend. Uh, okay, so that's Saturday. I was wondering, uh, as uh, we had a... a they had a very interesting encounter. And I also have a secret to tell, uh, to tell Daggett too. So, uh, we'll talk about that. Later. Oh, that's right. There was yeah. whispering. There was a whisper. There's a whisper. Uh, and then, uh, let's see what's next after that Monday, we're going to be back to horror on the Orient express doing some call of Thulu. And then obviously we'll be back on Tuesday with more of this. Uh, and if you can check out the, uh, YouTube page as well, ventures and lollygagging, uh, follow the channel both here and there. And uh, we got all our games that we've been playing these last few years, a bunch of different games up there. Uh, but I think that's about it. 
You got anything else for yeah, us there, Stephen? So. Any more words of wisdom? Uh, I would just second, uh, go to the YouTube channel and, uh, like any normal DM, I crave validation. Uh, so leave a comment telling me that I'm good. Uh, whether you believe it or not, tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Please tell me I'm good. <laughs> Jeff, oh. tell me I'm good. I think you're great. Crickets. <laughs> you're great, buddy. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Can uh, can I, yeah, can I rate now? Am I good to rate? I'm good. Right. Okay. I'm good. We're going to rate right? the initiative order. Follow, follow us to them. Watch the rest of them tonight. And have a great rest of your day. We'll see you later this week. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night. Bye.